forever. Dog. I'm afraid no one likes me. I'm afraid no one's going to answer my calls or texts. And that the, and if you're afraid of the same thing, what if this whole show is just the two of us texting each other? Yeah, this could be a bad one. Um, <laughs> we have an idea. We're going to just see. We're going to test the. What are we going to do? Test the power of our. This is such a bad idea. Address books and see who we can get to come on the show with no warning. I, I think we were cocky because last week we got John Daly to respond to us immediately quickly yeah so i think that that put the idea in our heads that people like us (laughs) yeah i think we might just end up it might just end up with brett just pretending to be different people (laughs) well uh i will if i have to but i'll tell you i've got high hopes for this episode uh we're gonna spin the wheel of chance of contacts it's double threat roulette that little ball goes round and round. Where will it stop? Who will text us back? Nobody likes us. It's going to be like the swinging 60s. People coming in and out. Swinging yeah. doors on my face. A big old party today. Buckle up, everybody. It's going to be a real uh, eye opener one way or another. pandemic i have lost so many people that and i'm not talking about just dying no people check out it really brings to the surface who you like and who likes you Mm -hmm. and i don't want to say never the two shall overlap but boy oh boy this is such a bad idea i think we should probably back out of it now i think we gotta go for it all right, fine. Because the other alternative is I just talk about. Um, I saw Miss. Uh, oh, I saw uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. You did? Did you have you had you never seen it before? No, I have. There's like five Altmans for some reason are in my. Well, now I have to check the list again. But I I have a aversion to westerns in general. Sure. And then of course I see some and I love them, but um, I didn't realize that this one was so as soon as julie christie showed up i i loved it but um yes no i had i had to say welcome to the the cave and mrs miller podcast yeah where we go through each minute of mccabe and mrs miller each episode yeah is one minute where we try to interpret what the dialogue overlap could have been it's uh it's a great movie it has uh whores uh who's Michael uh, Murphy is in it. Who one of his play? many. He's the he's the uh, the guy who comes to say like, "Come on, let's uh, let's figure a deal out." Oh yeah, he doesn't do a great job. No, he, I mean his um, character doesn't do a great job. Right? Yeah, he's um, also from. Uh, he's the politician in Nashville. Mm-hmm. The going trying to get people to sign up for the for right. the campaign. Brett is, we can 
actually see him making notes on his screen saying, cut this part out. Yes. No, I'm, I love McCabe and Mrs. Miller. I was actually going to bring it up for our uh, uh, horrifying moments in non-horror films. When uh, who is it? Oh, Keith, which part? Keith, uh, when Keith Carradine gets shot off the bridge at the end, I always and is just floating there in the in the river. Um, I always found that you know, he's such a simple kind of dumb character, and then just gets brutally murdered there at the. I uh, thought you were going to say when he was in the whorehouse, and he's like, "I'm going to have all, all." He's like, "I'm going to have every one of you at some point." I thought you were going to mm-hmm. say that because I thought that was pretty upsetting. You can use those two as a as a combo. Yeah, those two moments together, uh, two sides of the same coin, are uh, that's a that's a disturbing little character that floats in and out of the movie. Yeah, uh, that's a it's a it's a it's a crazy movie. It's like the opposite of a western. How but, so? I mean, just that the hero is the lead is not heroic uh, for so much of the movie. I mean, Warren Beatty is just he's not good with a gun, particularly. He's a, sh- he's a schnook. He's good at playing dumb like like bimbos. You could tell Warren Beatty really likes playing cute, dumb guys. Mm hmm. Yeah. And cute, meaning he had no other choice but to play cute, dumb guys because he's cute. That face. Can't ditch that face. I saw that and I saw Cool Hand Luke this the week. Eggs. Did you enjoy the eggs? I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing in that movie that that movie should should have just been called Eggs. Egg, the Egg Man? Yeah, should have been called Eat a Bunch of Eggs. Um, It opened. I said, oh, this is going to be shirtless Paul Newman on a chain gang with a oddly hot George Kennedy and... There's going to be that thing where, like, you know, men sweat with sun on their skin and they're like, I'm going to take my shirt off. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's this. This is what I'm watching. And then all of a sudden it's like, how many eggs can you eat? Yeah. Suddenly you're watching an old fashioned egg eating contest. (laughs) I just like watching movies and saying, oh, that's where the Coen brothers got that from. Yeah, that's it's um... not the egg part. But in the beginning, when he's like, you do this. You're in. They put you in the box. They do this. They put mm-hmm. you in. That's from like Hudsucker Proxy. When he's like, yeah, you do that, and they dock you. I'd like it if people stole the egg thing and worked it into different movies. Every movie. Yeah, like if uh, Anton Churg was eating fifty eggs before he went around with his little cow killer. So he would um, flip a coin, mm-hmm. and he'd say, "Heads boiled." Tails. Yeah. Fried. Friendo. He'd say, all right, Friendo, give me 50 hard boiled eggs. He'd say, he'd call the chicken Friendo. Yeah. He goes, I'll come back in 20 minutes. You you better have lots of eggs for Anton. Scary dude. Like a vampire. Played it like a vampire. Oh, I never thought of that. That's interesting. How do you think Bella Lugosi would have played the role of Anton Shurgush? Um, I think he would have said, uh, Frendo. Look here, Frendo. I command you to take the cow killer and press it to your head. Did you call that thing the cow killer? Yeah. It's a cow puncher. <laughs> what are they called in real life, Brett? Brett, what's it called? An air? Uh, an air, right. yeah, like an ill air gun. No, but what did they call it on the ranch? No, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, go get right. the air gun. Right. They call it uh, a captive bolt pistol. <laughs> Brett. A cap- they don't say that either. There's got to be some Are you insinuating that Brett slang. grew up on a ranch? Is this true? 
Or is this the first time you've insinuated this? Ooh, the or stunner. They call it the stunner. That's probably what they call it. Well, they used to Go call me that once a long time ago. but <laughs> The stunner. Now they call me the, the cow killer. You will do what I say. I command you. And like the guy's not hypnotized at all, and then he just bonks yeah. him in the forehead with yeah, the cow killer. Yeah, bonks him in the forehead. Yeah. This is no country for old men. You must realize this country has changed. It is no longer a country for old men. <laughs> and then instead of Woody Harrelson, it could be Boris Kar- Karloff. Well, then we would never get Bella Lugosi then. Oh, they hated each other. Oh, he hated Karloff. Lugosi hated Karloff. He turned Boris! down Frankenstein. He did. Lugosi turned down Frankenstein because he thought it was all. Why isn't there a whatever happened to Baby Jane with those two? I would Why watch did, that 50 that times fun? in a row. Yeah. I've written a letter to daddy. Whatever happened to baby, baby Jane? Baby Boris. Ah, no, back. Back. Oh, is it so? I'm sorry. This is so obvious to me that Boris Karloff is in the wheelchair. I mean, there's just no doubt about the casting of this. Is it Bella Lugosi as Betty Davis? Now right? Brett is Brett is going. I wish you guys would contemporize it with more of that McCabe and Mrs. Miller talk. <laughs> the show you've gone back to the thirties. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that was the most recent reference we were going to yeah. get on this show. Yeah, Brett's just like, yeah, let's let's youth it up a little bit with some Robert Altman talk. Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. I normally don't write letters, but in this case, I'm making an exception. How is that supposed to grab you and or make you horny? If you're reading penthouse letters, all of them started with like, I don't usually do this. I don't know. What is that? Like, it's like, I like, it's too much. I just had to tell somebody. (laughs) It's like, if I don't, if I don't put this on paper, I'm going to friggin' burst. Yeah. I just had to tell everyone. I don't usually write letters, so help me practice, will ya? I usually don't write letters, but I'm going to give it a shot here. And then it's just the next page of flip. <laughs> it's just the, it's like the letter E. He wrote a letter. <laughs> and that's like the penthouse forum, like April Fool's issue. Yeah. Some guy's like, yeah. He buys it, gets home. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Penthouse letters F. April Fool's edition. R. Every once in a while, you go to the you go to the uh, if you have to go to the Barnes and Noble, or as uh, a lot of uh, people of a certain age say, Barnes and Nobles. You um, 
you'd go into the the washroom and there'd be like a dirty magazine just laying on the floor that somebody clearly grabbed from the periodicals and then just like yeah i'm gonna check this out in the bathroom it's like what is wrong with you you know that every part of this is wrong and I'm not saying they're doing anything while they're with the magazine, but they're, they're the act of just bringing it into the bathroom, into a public, and then just leaving it. I wonder how bad circumstances would have to be to get somebody to confess to doing that. Um, if anyone in the audience has done that, we will maintain your anonymity, but we do want to talk to you. We'll give you $50 in free uh merchandise yes we'll give you fifty dollars free merchandise but you have to admit to something like genuinely humiliating your anonymity will be preserved i'll add a robot voice filter so it'll disguise your voice yeah if you brought a magazine into a barnes and nobles bathroom but we do want to ask you about every part of what led to you doing this and do you regret it it wrong and you knew it so why did you do it anyway yeah you knew it was wrong. One time I was in summer camp, like day camp, mm-hmm. and someone took one of my shoes. <laughs> like, I didn't know who, but like, all of a sudden, like, I was missing a sneaker. Okay. And I was looking everywhere for it, and I couldn't find it. So I was like, have you seen my shoe? And then finally, I'm not a narc immediately, but mm-hmm. eventually it came down to like, the head counselor and I was like, listen, like I'm missing a shoe. And this guy took it upon himself to give a sermon to all of the other campers. And he was like, footwear. Oh my <laughs> he, God. he opened it so broadly. And picture this guy like a huge, like, like your science teacher, but in shorts. It's mm-hmm. like it's the summer. He okay. goes, footwear is a choice we all make in the morning. To hide our feet, to keep us comfortable, to do our business. And then he goes, but when someone decides to remove their footwear, it is a camper's responsibility not to take the footwear and certainly not to hide it. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there like so embarrassed, like I wish I'd never said anything, but he he continued to admonish and humiliate the group until Mm -hmm. finally this like dumb boy was just like, obviously it was him, you Mm -hmm. know, like the, the kid who would like, you know, just like, like that bratty kind of like the, the the boy that, you know, did it. Yeah. Yeah. He, Um, he confessed. Yeah. He goes, I did it. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he He really said I did it. Okay. He goes, okay oh my god it's like a movie and he um hit it it was a ked it was just like one of those slip-on keds he hit it in a in the box of a board game well you would have found it you would have no, probably I would started not, rooting no, through the board game. i don't think i would have if i if i could have i would have just imagine the counselors being like this one gets shoes missing it could be anywhere. Where could it be? I don't know. One of these animals took it. And then they're just like, I've had enough of these kids. I'm just going to, I'm just going to read them the riot act. And 
did. It, I remember we had like we missed like a whole period of activities for mm-hmm. this guy to, you know, get into full sermon mode. Yeah, for him to ramp up and do his uh, his Matlock routine as if he's <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury. He was this really nerdy, soft spoken guy who managed to harness all of the anger he had inside of him to deliver this fire and brimstone kind of meditation on footwear Mm -hmm. and whether or not it should be stolen and hidden for play. Sure. No, he really look, it's important in this life to have things you believe in and to have a code. And he hated shoes being hidden in game boxes. It worked. Now who put the shoe inside the candy land? Probably like taboo or like Pictionary or something or Trivial Pursuit. Someone put young Julie's shoe (laughs) in this you don't know Jack game. (laughs) It's hidden in the bottom. And I want to know I'm going to run some (laughs) fingerprint tests on this shoe and we're going to catch you. But we'll go easier on you if you come up front right now and confess. But here's the thing. We didn't know where it was hidden until that kid, let's call him Justin, mm-hmm. until Justin was like, I hit it, okay, I did it. And then I think he led us to the, like a bloodhound, like a like a humiliated bloodhound led us to the board game box. I remember one of the, it was just, it's also just like clearly not like a very legitimate camp because I remember one of the activities was that we had this quote unquote art teacher and she made us mix clay with straw and she was like, "Clay with make- straw." <laughs> so that'll take us like three classes. They're like, "Make sure you get like enough straw in this clay." Why? Maybe it was like because then she wanted us to make Adobe huts. Okay. But I think it was just a way to like keep us busy for a couple of periods. I bought this straw from yeah Hobby Lobby, Home Depot. I don't know where you get straw. She got it from the woods. She, I got this straw from the woods. Now I want you to mix this straw with this clay. Mix it with the clay. And then I want you to separate out the clay and the straw. <laughs> and then you smash them back together. And then you separate them again. <laughs> ultimate busy work. Yeah, I'll be back in three hours. <laughs> I'm going out on the lake. There was no lake. I'm telling you, it was just a high school. Oh, that's right. Okay. It was a, I'm going into the. Science lab. I'm going to lay down. I got a headache. Yeah, that sounds like a hoot. <laughs> I uh, I went to nothing. I I wish I could have gone to nothing. Honestly, that's all I wanted was to just stay home and like watch my VHS tapes of the monkeys over and over yeah. again. As soon as I got and... a, as soon as I got a TV in my bedroom mm-hmm. at ten. Oh, you were a tet or whatever. I got mine at thirteen or 14. whatever it was somewhere like that, and I just yeah. uh, it was different. That's all I wanted was to just be left alone and watch TV and re- Brett. Do you hear Brett just tried to interrupt us? Yeah, I heard him. Speaking, speaking of what, 
Speaking of toe. How yeah. about we stop talking about your childhoods for a yeah. second? Please. I actually didn't have, I didn't, uh, I, I, I wasn't going to impede on that, that sweet moment with one of my, uh, you know, uh, admittedly uh, rough transitions. I was actually just going to, just going to pop in and ask for a current tally of how we're doing with uh, uh, getting some guests on this episode. Oh, should we be trying? Hold on. I need to Wait, take an we Advil. We need to go. Hold we on. Need to, Hold okay. on. I seriously sure. do need to take okay. an Advil. Sure. Yeah. I have a headache. So we're doing this episode. We had this idea. Welcome for this. to Double Threat. Welcome to Double Threat. My name's Tom. And my name's not Tom. No, it's Julie. It's Julie. And then we, of course, have Brett, Brett the uh, producer and, and co-founder of Forever Dog. Is that fair to say? Co-founder? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Co-founder. Uh, so happy to be here. Thrill of a lifetime producing this podcast. What the hell? on with you attitudinally today oh in a good mood why uh, you know just uh, it's not in a good mood <laughs> just it has just the simple question of why are you in a good mood so i'm like oh fine i'm not in a good mood now <laughs> there you, we go that, that's what think, i like you made me think about it it turns out yeah. I, it was pretty tenuous yeah it was very tenuous actually <laughs> that's me it, it was it was either a good mood or just like a frantic you know mm. and just sort manic of manic, manic episode. yeah and, and, and you pulled the rug out and now I'm, I'm sorry i didn't mean to do that <laughs> now he's in a good mood well, this is going to be a fun episode of Double Threat because we're uh, texting people, we're sending out the call, we're booking this show in real oh, time. This is such a I, literally I, didn't I, even I, start booking until this until this moment. As soon as we started recording, we started booking, uh, and whoever is available is going to join. It's going to be a, a, a revolving door, one of those old variety shows. People dropping in, dropping out, um, and hanging out. Now we truly um, have not arranged anything in advance i have i have not no, i haven't you have given not. my i haven't given my five friends a heads up that i might text them i've already got two yeses i'm just putting that out there just what just fyi you, you started <laughs> yeah what do you mean i i thought it was just me and tom you're a playing and b starting i thought i was i thought i was eligible He's, to play you want me to cancel can, no you can no, play. don't you cancel can play. i didn't know what the rules were i thought you were gonna set me and tom up against each other no i'm glad you're part we of can it. do that yeah. too yeah we can do that no, too it's fine it's good at least Someone still has friends like them. I've got two yeses and one no so far. You have three? <laughs> Jer- who said no? Jerry from T Public. Jerry said no. <laughs> he did not. Jerry said no. That's- I got Wait, a big so old- Tom, Tom, now you and I have to ask Jerry. You know, we need, we have to ask Jerry. You, you know what we should do? First of all, Jerry the next shirt no. has to be just a screenshot of Jerry saying no. <laughs> no. Of Brett saying, hey, will you come on? Hey, man, I, <laughs> I can't. can't. Jerry, Wish I could. we're both asking Jerry. That's the next shirt is Brett asking Jerry to come on the show. It's just a screenshot of that. <laughs> Please, Brett. Okay, and then what did you say? Can we have the language to, like, cut and paste? Yeah, what sure. did you write the people, Brett? Uh, you know, I've been personalizing these, each one, depending on who I'm talking to. But I basically well, say something. Like, sa- for God's <laughs> sakes here. I basically say, you know, hey, this is spur of the moment, but we're doing a fun episode of Double Threat where we invite right, people. Put that, in the, ch- put that okay. in the chat, please. Whatever it was, just put that in the chat. We're doing a spur of the moment. What now? Double threat where we invite people to call we'll in. We'll be able to join us on the Zoom for five to ten minutes and chat. Tell us what's going on. Uh, would, would, you know, any any chance you want to join us for five to ten minutes just to <sighs> chat and hang out. Here we go. This is so, such a bad idea. Who do I know? This is fun. Who do I know. Is it? 
suspenseful. Yeah, find somebody. Is that what this is? Let's see. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm. Who are they texting? Are, they're all going to be irritated. I'm terrified. My, my mother's friend, who's a psychopharmacologist, <laughs> he's not going to get this text. This is truly terrifying to me. I'm so scared. I don't want to see the rejection. Well, and look at this. I got my first guest joining the waiting room right now. Hold oh. on. Let me just put one. Let me send. Who are these people? I don't. Who's someone named Crimmy? I have someone on my phone named Crimmy. Hi, Julie. It's Crimmy. <laughs> who are you, Crimmy? I'm good. How are you? No, I said, who are you? Who am I? It's Crimmy. <laughs> you know. Hey, what's going on with that thing with your shoe? You know, you know what? You know, it'd be really bad. It would be really bad as a I'm only putting out one at a time, by the way. I'm not casting a wide net here, just so you know, unless I should. More the merrier. Yeah. Cast a wide net. Let's see. I did one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I felt gross for me, too. Yeah, this this is see, bad. I moved like six months ago, so I have a lot of people here that like I have a, a mover and people are going to be flattered. Everybody's flattered when they get attention, when they get these spontaneous things. People are thinking of them. Somebody's thinking of you somewhere. Oh, here's my first, the, my first boyfriend. No, no, no. The realtor. Oh, that's, that like seeing, hurt my feelings. I look at some of these and I'm just like, the reply, the polite reply back will just. Well, that's the thing. I'm looking at these last, me. these last, um, like the last thing that they said. Talk soon. Yeah, and then suddenly I'm like, hey, you want to do little thing? <laughs> and then one says, understood. No punctuation marks. Mm -hmm. Man, I got some. Yeah, I can't. No. Yikes. I have one from someone that says, sorry, I work on Saturdays. Somebody said that back? No, they said that in a, okay. a year ago, May. Yeah, just got to just gotta know. From who? I don't even you don't want to say. say. All right, yeah. I haven't heard anything back yet. I have one from the I used before the pandemic I used to like do things like get Botox and like have my eyelashes done mm -hmm. and I just have one in the last I was like texting with my like eyelash technician and it the word just says I'll have to wash it more frequently then <laughs> no period mm -hmm. I don't know what that's in reference to Here's the thing I want to say for that no, you know, you may, you may, we may, we'll get some no's today, but you just made that person's day because that means they're, they're already doing something. They've already got plans. And then somebody else asked them to do something else on top of that. They're feeling like they're, you know, king of the world right now. They got, they got people asking them to do this. They're already doing something. So that person's going to be riding high for the rest of the day. I'm going back. I've, I'm already back like three years. Every no is, a, is somebody's day just got better. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Oh, God. Here's, this is just interesting to see like the last message on your text that like either you didn't reply to or they didn't. Mm -hmm. And this is one from like I had a physical therapist like four years ago. And this is the last text he sent me before I stopped responding to him. I have an actress friend. <laughs> She's 
She's done some minor roles in film, seeking an agent. Can you recommend a reputable one? No response from me. Look at this, Tom. Oh my god. Uh, this is this yeah. is like this is when I stopped responding. Want to be on my podcast? Is your response? Oh god, 4 years later. Like <laughs> I sucked. Never written a bunch of people. I only wrote two. Just got it's my second now. So embarrassed. I almost hit sent one to one that would just actually be a professional compromise. Actually impact my employment. Almost, hey, you want to come on the show? <laughs> hey, I don't think we should work together. Oh, I just found my first dead one. <laughs> you find- oh, I just see nothing but dead people rolling oh through God. my thing. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. Oh, do you take, 2013. What do you do with What do you do with people that pass away what on your phone? What do I leave you them in. do with all the people that pass away? Everybody stays in. This phone. one's a good one. Look at this one. Someone texted me a picture of him with a kid and a fish, and I wrote back, "Who is this?" That's great. I'll I'll write to him. How's that? I think you should do it. Yeah, I did. I just did. I just did. Well, while we're waiting for Fishman to respond, let's spin the double threat roulette wheel and welcome our first guest. It's author and Athens, Georgia record store impresario and former rescued schlub who wasn't a schlub to begin with, Colette. Oh, yay! Hi, Colette! Hey, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. Let me see that. Let me see that shirt. Gold member. The best of the trilogy. Collectible. <laughs> what does he say in that? He's like, Isn't hey, that weird? I'm from, where is he from? Sweden. I'm, I'm from, from Holland. Sweden. Yeah, isn't oh, Holland. that weird? I'm yeah. from Holland. Isn't Holland, that weird? Isn't that weird? Smoking a pancake. That's the, that's the big uh, <laughs> meme line that went nowhere. What about yeah. Michael Caine in that? Who's just like. I've never seen Michael Caine be bad except in that movie. You've never seen Michael Caine be bad? Never. You never saw Blame It on Rio? I didn't. Is that what that Elvis Costello song is based on? No, that's, well, maybe it is, but it's. uh... (laughs) I'm just trying to do my rock and roll stand up act for Colette because she's smart about music. Yes, Colette knows what time it is. What's your favorite album of 2021? Colette um so far first thing that comes to your mind hot rats by Frank Zappa yeah <laughs> okay um actually I I I stopped doing ordering for the record store so um I am not as in the loop as I used to be um okay. mountain goats new stuff sounds good so mm-hmm. far like really into Getting- it yeah, the getting into knives is great, and they got a new one coming out uh, in a couple months. Yeah. What right. about this cancel Danzig silliness I saw? <laughs> um, I think this would be like the fifteenth attempt to candle cancel Danzig. Uh, he has uh, an allegiance with Satan, so it's not not going to happen. But uh, I think that his thing right now is uh, if woke culture existed in the 70s then punk music and thus danzig making a ton of money by stealing a logo from a fanzine would have never happened um 
which he's wrong about because a lot of good punk bands, uh, arguably uh, most punk bands that aren't the Misfits, uh, are not like they're not really that offensive. Like I don't find the Slits or you know the Avengers or any of those bands this, to be. How, how did this news come? Out? Was he at the was he at the site of a car accident or something? It's not like he <laughs> called a press conference or put out a press re- or he just, like how did Danzig saying that make the news? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think anyone saying that makes the like Johnny Rotten could say it tomorrow and make the news. I think that that's the that's the strategy for Danzig. Um, and it was in an, it was in response to a question about the song "Last Caress," which is admittedly a deeply deeply troubling song yeah i mean the best misfit song is return of the fly which i think has like seven words in it so return of the fly return of the fly with vincent price return of the fly that's the best one (laughs) danzig one through four though unassailable unassailable every yeah and that's my favorite song on it when he does unassailable (laughs) duet with nat king cole and assailable. I'll say this: Danzig did one thing after the look. I, I, Danzig one through four. I don't know. I, I was not a part of that. I'll tr- I'll take your word for it, Colette. I'll say Danzig. To me, post Misfits, there's one thing that validates him is the song he did for Roy Orbison for the Lesson Zero soundtrack is one mm. of the greatest. He wrote a classic Roy Orbison song called Life Fades Away that Danzig wrote for Roy Orbison. Brett, why don't you play a little bit of that? My time has come, the clouds are calling. December wind has come my way. And now I feel the world falling. All at once, it's too late. Life fades away. The night is my day. That's enough. Look, we can't play the whole thing because it's going to be a problem. But Danzig wrote that for Roy Orbison, and that buys him something. But he's a dunce otherwise. Uh, I'm conflicted. What do you do when a dunce can do good things? Who's the dunce? Danzig? Danzig's a dunce. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's a he's a dunce. But yeah. he likes kitties. He does like kitties. He doesn't like stacking bricks. Not a big fan of that. Um, hey, how's your dog, Clit? He's doing good. He's asleep right now. Wake up, Winston! Well, I got something to say. I bought some kitty litter today, and I'm gonna fill the box up. <laughs> well, I got something to say. Boom, boom. I got some new cat toys today. It's just a song about everything he buys for his cat. Yeah. Well, I got something to say. Boom, boom. I bought a new cat tower today, and I'm gonna set it up in my living room. I would watch Dan. Well, I got something to say. (laughs) I bought some new catnip today, and my cat's going to get all crazy. (laughs) On that cat tower I also told you about. Brett, will you bring in our our next guest? We, We can... They will jibe well with Colette. Awesome, we'll okay. do. Yeah, yeah. And Colette, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but we do have a little show and tell set up for you as well. You got something, uh, something yeah. to share with the team? Okay, awesome. Yes, yes. awesome, cool. 
Well then, let's spin the double threat roulette wheel once again, and welcome to the show, friend of the show, producer of one of the all-time great podcasts, How Was Your Week, with our very own Julie Klausner, it's Chris Spooner. Oh, would you look at that, as I live and breathe. Hello. Hi, Spoonie. Hi, Spoonie. How are you? Hi, Julie. Hi. Do you know Colette? Colette. Hi. Colette from Athens. That's me. Hi. No, we've never met face to face or or no or virtually. Virtually, yeah. No. Hi. Is this going well? Is this this going going well? I know. Mm -hmm. It's going great. This is a blast. So what are you guys doing on a Saturday afternoon? Well, we had this terrible idea. Okay. Funny thing. We we decided to see who we could get to jump on the show with no preparation. And weird, weird uh, thing about it. It's a little bit of a challenge. But you two have come through and we are very happy relieved you, you were you were two of the earliest people asked and you came through so who needs anyone else not me man the the privilege of it's the privilege of being available that's right <laughs> always yeah. ready you guys want to talk yep. about music you both like music yeah i'll talk about like, music yeah i like music hmm. colette what's your what's your thing who are your uh, guys my, uh, my this guys. podcast over oh, man uh <laughs> I never thought I'd be asked that question. Grace Jones is a guy. Uh, Divine is a guy for me. Ah, uh, Colette, look. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, Julie's wearing that works a... extremely well in front of a microphone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <it> does. <laughs> Julie's wearing a Divine sweatshirt. I would say that like just about anyone who released most of their songs on like 12 inch records with like remixes on the backside. Uh, yeah. 12 inches, two songs. Yeah. Those would be <laughs> my guys. So like megatone record style, like Patrick Cowley and stuff like that. Like those are, those are my guys right now. That's cool. Yeah. What t-shirt are you wearing? I am wearing an Austin powers and gold member <laughs> shirt. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. We're all, we're all showing off our shirts. Tom, yes. what are you, what are you riding with right now? Oh, I'm wearing a, a shirt that my friend, Leah gave me it's an NBA logo shirt, but it has for German short hair pointers. It's like, <laughs> That's really cool. Love that. Thank Brett, you. Brett, what's your shirt? Uh, I've got a double threat oh, shirt on. Uh, it's the uh, Zodiac, Zodiac Killer Cipher, but it says <laughs> listen to double threat in red letters. <laughs> Brett, let, let me ask you a question about merchandise. Yeah, please. Um, do you just have boxes and boxes of double threat t-shirts that you're staring at? Every day, just thinking like, what am I going to do with this? Well, you know, Chris, I'm glad you asked because that's the beauty of oh, T Public is Jesus that uh, it is it is on oh, demand, God. on demand printing. Want- so, Colette, is Goldmember the best of the Austin Powers movie, or or is that just got shut down there? The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really pulled shut the plug down. on by T Public. Like Chris and Colette are the new double threat. Yeah, I was going to ask when T Public was going to get on the Zodiac Killer variant that says Brett sucks. Yeah. That 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 surely is next. I mean, like a yeah, BTK Brett, you don't suck. Thing to say, you're 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 pretty awesome. I gotta say, and you you your your stature grows with each passing week. Oh my you, god, you surprise us oh, and wow. entertain us, and you make it happen. And it's a it's a beautiful thing to be a part. Oh my god, of. thank you, Tom. That means a lot. And uh, I wish you nothing but blessings. I wish you nothing no, but blessings. See, now at this and point, he's doing the. Yeah, I see what he's doing. I'm doing doing what Don Rickles would do on talk shows. He would insult people. Then he would 
then he would lay on the compliments so insanely thick that you're just not even sure what you could because you you robert de niro are truly blessed you are a lucky lucky man may god shine on you and you're just like what you just told him he was a loser you were just talking about how what a loser he was for five minutes straight and now you're saying he's such a winner tom sent us a clip of don rickles in 1978 on tonight show and he literally at one point says to ed mcmahon ed you're fat get out of my life (laughs) (laughs) he does there were things that Don Rickles was doing that I didn't even realize I was influenced by where he like, he'll go to like Ed, he'll be like, Ed, why don't you tell Johnny how you're fed up with him? Just tell him. It's enough. You were telling me backstage you're fed up with him and you want to get your own show. Go tell him. Tell him right now. Tell him what you were telling me backstage. <laughs> and then when he just does that moment where he's like, I met Ed's new wife. She's 11. She was over in the sandbox going, where's my Eddie? <laughs> And you're like, oh my god! <laughs> so good. This guy was a guest. So we, we have someone else in the waiting room, but didn't Colette have a show and tell thing we wanted? Oh to yeah, do? I would love to see this. Um, do yes. Um, so what I have is a um, 1994 oh! talking crypt keeper beach bum doll. <laughs> oh my! Wow! Did you look at that? Um, which is worth a shocking amount of money. Uh, like when I put this back in the box tomorrow, it's going to be worth like one hundred and twenty dollars. So, wow. <laughs> how much of that? How much of that does John Casier get? Uh, zero, yes. zero dollars. Uh, I get ten percent though. So, you know, and check out my eBay. And it page. kills him. It when kills you, him. Yeah. When you say it talks, let's hear what he has to say. He doesn't have much to say. Um, and, you know, I, I sent Brett uh, like the commercial for this toy uh, as well, uh, which is much better than, than what you would think. But he, he sounds like this. That's pretty good. That sounds about right. Boils and ghouls. Oh, that is unpleasant. Now, those are the only three things that this doll says. Girls are, are girls two. are are ghouls and and boys yeah. are boils. Boils, yeah. According to <laughs> yeah. the crib keeper, and it's for two hundred dollars, you can pull the string one more time. Pull yeah. the string. Pull <laughs> the string. <laughs> pull the string. <laughs> what if it started saying that? Like you pulled it one time, and then suddenly it Ed Woods you. Oh, uh, that'd be uh, horrifying. It just acts out all the dialogue to Ed Wood. <laughs> well, look, I've got not something to say. <laughs> not at all. I love women. Wearing the clothes makes me feel closer to them. It's one of the all-time great movies. Best movie ever. Horrifying doll. Um, because I looked it up on eBay, I now know what the Crypt Keeper looks like naked. Uh, great information for my my eyeballs forever. Yeah. Smooth as pudding. Uh, Smooth as pudding. Smooth as pudding. <laughs> no, no, not not. Lump- oh, lumpy, lumpy like oatmeal. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, you kind of can't unsee that. <laughs> I didn't have that on my 2021 bingo card. (laughs) So what happens now, Brett? All right. Well, I am uh, looking at this next guest in the waiting room. And let's just say sometimes the wheels spins your way and sometimes it doesn't. Uh Uh, That's just the risky take. Oh, So let's spin the wheel and welcome our next guest to the show. It's the producer (laughs) of the George Lucas talk show, Patrick Cotter. I was going to ask him also. I'm glad you did. 
before I did. It's Patrick Kotner. Hi, guys. What's going what on? What is going on? Are you are you in a were you in a car accident? Are you on your side? Yeah, this is. Oh, is it? I thought. The- oh, fine. <laughs> I'm right. fine. Oh, what an amazing I'm thing fine. he flipped. You on your way to the airport? You got to flee the country real quick or something? What's going on? That's, how did you know? I'm in a jeep. Why? I'm driving a jeep because I I rented a car. I wanted to get out of the city because I've been in my goddamn apartment. Where for are a you year. going? I'm in Hunter, New York. Oh, you're in the Catskills. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, hi, Nico. Chris, can we talk to your child or is that out of bounds? Yeah, go for it. Hi, Nico. Hi. Nico, look at this guy, Patrick. Isn't he stupid looking? (laughs) What do you think? What do you think is the stupidest looking thing about Patrick? Uh, Patrick, I'm not doing. Um, His hat. 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 Look. (laughs) <laughs> now remember nico we don't know this guy he can't hurt us he yeah. has no leverage over our life <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point that's nico great point. if patrick's name wasn't patrick what do you think his name would be uh, think just the first thing nico. that comes to your mind yeah hmm. oh i know his name would be um Jerry. Fine. Wow, Jerry. Right. There we go. A lot of good a lot of good Jerry's out there. there are I appreciate a lot of good Jerry's. It. Jerry with a J or yeah. Jerry with a G? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The yes. answer is yes. yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Good job, Nico. Nico, have have you ever seen this doll called the Crypt Keeper? Let me Colette has this doll. Tell us if you think this doll is scary, funny, or stupid, or all three. Look at this doll. Tell us what you think of this doll. All three. <laughs> All three. Yeah, that's fair. That's right. <laughs> Nico, what's your what's your favorite thing about it, and what's your least favorite thing about it? Um, my least favorite thing about it is its face. Okay. And the best thing about it is its clothes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So everything that everything that is related and inherent to the crypt keeper is bad, and everything that's not is good. But listen, Nico, the crypt keeper talks. Let's see what if you pull a if you pull its string, I think it has something to say. Hello, boy and girl. That's creepy. Now, Colette, do you think that the Crypt Keeper is better looking than Patrick? Uh, no. Okay. Thank you, Nico. Admittedly a low, a low bar. Admittedly a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I want to say this about Patrick. Look, I know people people get on Patrick and they tease him and they give him a hard time. I just want to say, all kidding aside, this guy has been the has been the architect of one of the greatest shows that kept everybody in the pandemic happy for many, many hours, hundreds of hours, literally hundreds of hours. Ask him. And it should not be it should not be overlooked and it should be celebrated. And Patrick, when it comes to being a producer, you are incredibly talented and you have a gift. And I appreciate you spreading that gift and sharing it with us over the last year. And I I tip my hat to you. Nico, do you think my fashion sense is better or worse than the Crypt Keeper, though? 
don't need to acknowledge it. Worse. You didn't acknowledge your compliment. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, a thank you would have been in order there, I think. Uh, No, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I I compliment the guy for 45 seconds and he just doesn't even acknowledge the thing. But that's fine. I appreciate it. I threw the compliment out, not looking for a response. Just I put it out there because it's how I felt, and that's enough for me. I was waiting. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. I thought there was no, going to be a second. There's part. no other shoe. Tom, I appreciate that. You know, we uh, we loved having you be a part of the show too, and it, it meant a lot to us. So thank you. Of course. Well, it's my Speaking pleasure. of shoes, one time this kid stole my shoe in summer camp and hid it in a like board game box. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Would you look there, Nico, if someone stole your shoe? I didn't. <laughs> I was bullied, Nico. Well, I... oh. Would you ever steal someone's shoe, Nico? No. Good. Maybe dad's. Maybe dad's. What? What's your what favorite you think- thing about yeah. old dad? What's your favorite thing about dad? Um... Nice guy, funny. He, um, uh, he. You're really digging. Um, it didn't, it didn't leap to mind. Uh, oh, I know, I know. Best thing about my daddy is that oh, he shaves a lot. Okay. That he shaves a lot. No, that's that's my favorite yeah. thing about him. Also, all day long. I can identify with that. And a straight razor on a strap of leather. When you're hungry, <laughs> when you're hungry, what's old dad make? What's Spoonie. old dad whip up in the kitchen for you when you're hungry? Spoonie Todd. Sometimes he makes this pasta with shallots, which he did this morning. And he sometimes gives me a, a little sandwich with some chips. Oh, that's nice. Everybody, before we hang up on you, will you all go around and tell us why you like us? <laughs> and why and why you call this bag and why we are your friends? <laughs> all right, Nico, you go first. Uh, well, I barely know anybody. Oh, oh there we go. Spoonie, yeah. answer the question yourself. Stop pointing it off to your adorable child. I, I love you because you would create such a space for the youth of tomorrow. Yeah, oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, I love you guys because you both make me laugh. Oh, you're sweet. You both. Oh. Uh, I listen. I listen to your podcast while I'm doing the dishes a lot, uh, and it, it cheers me up and it gets me through doing them. And Patrick, um, you do a lot of dishes because you skip out on the check at a lot of diners, right? I, I do. I do. And you're like, <laughs> you're like you Pee like Wee, where you don't have yeah. any money. So the next thing you know, you got your hairnet on and you're up to your elbows and yeah. suds. And that is the only way that I am like Pee Wee. But yes. <laughs> and we were talking about uh, movies earlier, Julie and I. Uh, and there's, speaking of Robert Altman, there's a great scene in, uh, I believe it's Thieves Like Us, where. The dishes have to get somebody's like, do those dishes. And then he fires the dishes with a like a launch thing and shoots them out of the sky. And he's like, the dishes are done, man. <laughs> Nico is an Altman fan in the making. Classic, classic Altman. <laughs> you like that? You like the idea of like do the dishes and then you shoot the dishes out of the sky like a skeet shooting. Mm-hmm. 
Well, is, I'm afraid it's your turn to <laughs> to compliment people. Unfortunately, Make, compliment us. Yeah, you think, I feel, um, you think I feel good about this? Yeah, no, I don't know. I can do. I can do all three of you. Um, <laughs> do it, Tom. Uh, I love you. Like mm-hmm. your 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 work ethic is incredible. Uh, I have Thank always you. respected it's the best show me. since the first time I called in. Uh, and and what was that, that you, Colette? What was the first time you called into the best show? I called in. I think the first time was like. 2016 because i was trying to impress a boy and it didn't work uh except like i mean we're best friends but like it didn't work the way that i thought it was going to work like i was wearing a wfmu shirt at work uh and he was like have you ever heard of the best show and i was like nah (laughs) um but then i started listening and here i am um that show is great all so much of your writing is great i'm looking forward to your book uh it's going to be awesome julie uh you're an incredible comedian i love difficult oh, people physical. you helped me pick out my shabbat candlesticks uh <laughs> <laughs> so like i can't complain and oh, uh this makes brett, me feel better so long oh, as i'm brett. willing to wait oh this is the first time oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brett. yeah I, brett's, I, I, brett's the I, one who texted me that's the one who invited me yay, onto the show yay. that's all right anything yeah you just like even uh, just saying my name is fine. That's the acknowledgement enough. I appreciate like it. In, I know, it's like I know. in Fargo where they're like, "Is Scotty gonna be okay?" And Jerry Lundergaard's like, "Oh, Scotty!" Like he completely forgot that son. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Scotty. Um. So long as I'm willing to wait three or four days, Brett will come through with a recommendation on glazes for my fish. So thank you, Brett. <laughs> I was this thinking. I was thinking about it the whole time. That Brett. Time. Brett published this sick glaze. It was sick. Yeah. It was sick. It used like 12 other animals. Yeah. No. <laughs> he's had, the, he's, he's grinding up Lucky Charms. Shrimp and crab. It was, a, it was a sauce and it was delicious. <laughs> is uh, that a thing? Is that a, I'm dead serious about this. Is this like a Southern thing? Is this a thing yeah, to it's put a, other it's fish ca- in fish? Sure, yeah, yeah. It's Cajun uh, cuisine. It's uh, it's a pontchartrain sauce, which is uh, you serve it a with with pontchartrain, like the lake that is uh, you know there in New Orleans, uh, named after the lake. And you include uh, it's served with catfish, usually or a fish, and you include shrimp and uh, crab meat in the sauce. So it's like a big seafood, uh, you know, kind of uh, stew sauce thing uh and it is on your turducken that's right yeah, yeah. and it is, I can't it, go yeah. that, it is delicious no can do oh it's <laughs> no the best do. oh you know you haven't yeah you can't you haven't even tried it yet you don't know what you're talking about it's the best I thing i literally going. cannot try it oh my god no, he gets in the kitchen and he starts experimenting and he takes a thing of honeycomb cereal and then he takes <laughs> a little bit of uh takes that is a what little my bit of paint thinner he puts some paint thinner like the master in there and he's <laughs> he's doing a little bit of everything and then that's the glaze and then well, either it's the best thing you had or you drop dead seems completely it seems delicious to me and yeah. and also when people say they use like soda in um like cakes or people would do like a brisket with coke or whatever mm-hmm. it's the three other animals in the sauce for the animal that i object to it's like if you have crab and shrimp, why aren't you just eating the crab, eating crab or eating and shrimp? The shrimp? Yeah, Brett's just wired different. Fancy Brett. Look, you gotta yeah. keep the, the you gotta keep going down the rabbit hole when you're in the kitchen. That's the only way to come rabbit out the hole. other end. Once you once you're you in, you gotta those, keep going. You gotta you keep gotta going. keep those those sea creatures on their toes. They're not like, oh, good, he's done. The Cajun why sauce that guys, costs thirty bucks. Why have you guys not put out a Brett cookbook yet? <laughs> Because he's he won't tell us any of his 
secret. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you. This, this glazed rub was the first time he opened his trap. I think if you offered Brett the chance to put out a cookbook, he's not going to say no. Yeah, but he would lie. He would lie. He would lie. He would make up fake recipes because he yeah. don't want so, you to no, steal no, here, here's him. Why I, mean, I would say, here's why I would say no to that because I'm not, I don't deal in recipes. I don't deal with recipes with pre-written. I'm an ingredients guy. I can look, I can look jazz. at jazz. When Brett's in the <laughs> kitchen, it's like jazz. <laughs> Good cooking is about good ingredients. So I just start with ingredients and then I just I can see it. It comes together to me. And, you know, it's a, some people have called it a sixth sense. But. Then you jump forward to everybody throwing up because Brett was jazzing it up in the kitchen. Right. He, oh, no. He put he, he put an yeah. eel yeah. in it. No, this is not. Exactly. There's a live eel swimming around in this in this glaze. Nico, do you like the Muppets? Don't say no because Patrick will lose his mind. Yeah. Patrick is a Muppet. Yeah. You Patrick, can't. She swiped over to look at Patrick as she delivered this. I need you guys to. Say, <laughs> 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 Nico, say what you need to say. Do you like the Muppets, Nico? I like it, but I don't watch it a, a lot. I'll take that. I'll take that. Who's your favorite Muppet? Um, I know what Tom's about to say. I think, um, just the first, it's, it's the first either, one that comes to mind. It's, it's either it's either Fozzie or Kermit. Yeah, those are two good ones. Good picks. Who's your favorite, Tom? <laughs> Who's my favorite Muppet? <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't like any of them, uh, to be honest. Come on, it's a it's a it's an eighty way tie for last. What about Gonzo? <laughs> Gonzo? No, Gonzo. That first of all, any that Gonzo. The idea that that is a Muppet <laughs> should have shut the franchise down. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either Gonzo or Frank Zappa, who would it be? <laughs> it can, can, and keep in mind, Gonzo in this world is like a real it's not sure. like a puppeteer it's like no you'd be game. you'd be asking me that question and then you'd look and you'd see the panel at the top of the elevator has <laughs> been lifted up and i'm taking my chances i'm taking my chances scaling the cable like silence of the lambs yeah <laughs> just like that that's like blood dripping down into the yeah, elevator just tom's body with gonzo's face uh, peeled off and put on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that would be that would. Be. Do you like Miss Piggy, Nico? Yes, me too. That was actually the first one that came to mind. But you I was like, like Piggy, and then Piggy, like, no. Piggy rules. Oh, you second guess yourself. Miss Piggy's always funny. Piggy's cool because she likes clothes and chocolate. That's mm. right. You can yeah. have both. I like it because. I like it a lot when she says, don't forget about me. A lot. It's great. The first time Nico saw Miss Piggy in the Muppet movie, it's like she inhaled and she, that she's so fancy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's so fancy. She's so funny. And then she's also very tough when she needs to be. The old karate chop. <laughs> Here's the great thing, Nico. All the celebrities you need to know are in the Muppet movie. Orson Welles. <laughs> Charlie, yeah. Charlie McCarthy. 
<laughs> Charlie McCarthy, Orson Welles, all the greats. If you ever be, if, if you go to school with someone who who's like, oh, have you heard of this person? You'd be like, mm-hmm. no, I know all the no. celebrities that matter. Bob yeah. Hope. I heard of, yeah, Kelly Savalas. Yeah, what 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 child wouldn't be thrilled by watching uh, Fozzie Bear talk to Peter Ustinov? Uh, what a thrill! What a thrill for the children. <laughs> To see James Coco uh, finally doing a scene with <laughs> with Sam the Eagle. Pinpointed, pinpointed what's wrong with my generation. I am genuinely impressed that both of the names that Tom has used are in Muppet movies. I would not have expected that. But oh, I, you don't I, think I'm, I'm researching this thing? I know what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Tom acts dumb. Tom yeah. acts dumb. Tom ain't dumb. He's kind of, Tom is a little dumb. Tom loves to talk about him being dumb. He goes, I'm not smart. He goes, I'm not smart. And then he's like the smartest guy in the world. But I'm really not. Yes, you are. He goes, I'm not smart. I'm like Bugs Bunny. Okay. What kind of grades do you get? Bugs Bunny's so smart. What kind of of grades do you get in school, Nico? Uh, I'm not up to grades yet. Good for you. Just nothing but a number, man. One time in school, one time in school, I wrote a report and then it was so bad that the teacher didn't even give me an F. They gave me a G. (laughs) It was one letter past an F. Teacher was like, I can't even give you an F on this one. It's G for garbage. And the teacher made me eat the paper. Nico, do you have to go to Zoom classes? Yes, I'm remote. And in these Zoom classes, there is there ever some like dumb kid in the class that doesn't hit mute and you could hear him like burping or something? <laughs> yes. Once, once I was like sitting on my chair and like listening to my teacher and then, then I heard a oh, and theaters. Kim, I looked at Caesar Cedar's mute button and he was off mute and he's like, and he turned himself on to you. So that was one of the farting times when I heard someone. <laughs> Naming names. Yeah. One, one of the farting times. One of the farting a f- times. A folk album by yeah. Nico. Yeah. Finally, that she goes. That is like like that nineties yodel. It was like that was one of no. zombie, zombie, yeah. zombie, baby, They loved yodeling in the nineties, right, Colette? Oh, it's you the best. You couldn't stop a woman from yodeling. Absolutely not. Requirement. You couldn't get in the recording booth. Well, Nico, did you ever go through a phase where you liked something that drove dad crazy, like Baby Shark or something? Yes, and it's still, and I still do. And still do. It's fun, right? Yeah, and it still does. Okay, you can say it. It's not like they're a kid in class that you can just name. You can say what you like. <laughs> I called Rescue Riders, and Daddy hates it. Okay. What's it called? Rescue Riders. What's that? It's about two kids who who um, talk to dragons and they live in a little village and they keep rescuing the villagers and it's really funny to me and dad hates it. 
Are those are those like those cops? Those Paw Patrol cops? No. Good. Ooh. Yes, oh wow. Yes, 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 yes. What does Dad hate about this? Yeah, I like this. I like that purple guy. Sounds like Fallout Boy. <laughs> Nico, you might like this band called Fallout Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Brett, Brett, will you find a Fallout right, Boy song Let's for her to, to tell you, like you the story? I want it. To- oh, it's getting late. We got to roll. <laughs> I was like, yeah. How dare you? Chris is like, all right, dragon thing is one thing. Tell I'm us not if bringing you like Fallout song, Boy into Nico. this house. Nico, you like it? No. No. All right. Yeah. It was the best thing dad ever heard. Well, thank you, my friends. Our friends. Our friends. (laughs) For being a part of today's exciting show. Thank you for having us. Well, you're the only ones who called us back. So thank you for calling us back. When it comes to being rich, if friendship is wealth we're both very we're, then the middle class rich. does exist <laughs> yes the middle class has not been erased through corporate greed when it comes to this wealth Reaganomics <laughs> trickle down friendship We have some friends. We have some friends. Uh, my batting average is very friends. low. You know when you look at your just your messages on the screen and you can just see it's like can't. Well, right now I can't. <laughs> I, I wish I could. I love the show. Not free. Sorry. Not free. That would have been fun. Can't, but this would have been fun. Those are all answers. I just have crickets. And I mean, I have actual crickets. Do you know an exterminator? Well, speaking of crickets, Jiminy Cricket, when you wish upon the wheel, good things happen. Let's welcome to the show someone dear to my heart, fellow co-founder of Forever Dog, Joe Cilio. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is is how we're going to be fired. (laughs) Tom, what if this is... What if what if Brett was like awfully encouraging of this idea? Because we all admit it's not a great idea. No. Here comes he's Joe. like, hey, no, let's do this. It's such a great idea. Hi, Joe. Hey, Julie. Yeah. What? So are, are you recording the show? Yeah, oh, this, this is, is it. the show. No, it's no. The show. <laughs> no we just get together no. and, and hang out like this. Well, yeah, I don't know. Look, so you guys were sort of disparaging Brett's idea when I came if in. If we say no, yes, do we get overtime? <laughs> Something like that. No, I. No, I this we, is what we were saying. We were saying Brett had you come in because you're about to uh, you're about to ambush us with some yeah. They we're thought they to, thought this had just turned into a business meeting because we've been bringing on special guests throughout the show. Um, and then I said I was very happy to bring on my dear friend, fellow co- uh, fellow co-founder of Forever Dog, Joe Cilio. Uh, and 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 Tom and Julie started. I saw beads of sweat start to develop, uh, start to start to gather. 
Tom, do you have um, Colin's number from Earwolf? Or um, uh, could we- Yeah, I know. Wait, so who are your friends? Like fun, cool, like funny comedians and musicians and stuff. And then Brett's like, that's I'll not bring the my point. friend on not, it. No, that's Me? not. Listen, this <laughs> is, we're, we're already vulnerable here. Okay. Look, we've been, um, we got know, frozen out. We got more. They don't get as frozen out. Elsa, uh, Elsa uh, is Olaf less frozen. Didn't get Elsa, as frozen Olaf. out. We got frozen out. Elsa, Olaf. Yeah. Uh, by uh, we got, but thankfully a couple friends came through. But yikes, mm. this batting average. We are oh, well man. below them. Is it the Mendoza line? Is that what it's called in baseball? Where it's just like, if yeah. your batting average is below yeah. this number, you're, you're not you will not anymore. stay in Major League Baseball. <laughs> like, we are on the podcast version of the Mendoza line. We got to get these numbers up. And thankfully, we got Philly Our, Joe yeah, coming big, through. Big power player in the podcasting world. Our fortunes are changing. Uh, I mean, this guy's got his finger on the pulse. He's everywhere at once. What do you think of this Joe Biden having your name? Yeah. Thank you, Julie. No one really ever asked me that. (laughs) Is that because it's a really stupid question? It is. It is true, though. You know, I share the name with the president and I feel like enough people aren't like that's just something Mm -hmm. that I have to live with every every day. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Sleepy Joe. Now, Joe, do your feelings? Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Yeah, that hurts my feelings. Uh, but Amtrak Joe, does that hurt your feelings? Hurts my feelings. Ordinary Joe hurts my feelings. Yeah. Now, do you feel Joe? And I'll open this up to the to the a uh, room. It, do, don't you think there's a sweet irony that that Joe Biden's dog Major, his name is Major Biden, and he's responsible for giving a major biting to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, yeah, hundred hmm. percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's another thing I feel like people aren't mentioning enough. There's a lot of goodwill towards the Biden administration, but no one's saying these things, you know? Thank you. I well, follow yeah. the like quote unquote official dog account for major and Biden. And every time they post something, I think there's no way this is the official account of these dogs. Mm-hmm. Did you guys hear that? Um, they're training the dog because they're going to get a cat now too. Yes. Ooh. Okay, dog that. That I mean just seems like of all the things to like do, just kind of let the dog thing sort of mellow out, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Like, I, yeah. I feel like Major is not up to that like temptation pretty, right like, now. <laughs> a pretty blissful 100 days I'd say as far as American presidents go. Right. Like he's doing a very good job. His team seems to have it all sort of figured out. The one thing is like, oh my gosh, he's got this crazy dog and now they're going to add a cat. Just let it let it ride. Like, you know? I think I think we figured out the missing element here that's really gonna calm down that dog. I, I it's he's asking for it. There's gonna be some sort of comedy of errors with the cat now. Maybe maybe it's strategy. Maybe it's like if the dog and the cat are the fuck ups and we can just sort of do our thing. That's their their big politics. I heard they're uh, adding so- Jackson Galaxy to the cabinet as well. I think Jackson Galaxy is getting a cabinet position. Uh, cat guy. Yeah. He's the even cat. if I'm. Yeah, yeah, he's the cat guy. Even if I'm still away at training camp, I get daily pup dates from my brother Champ. So this is this account I follow. There's no way this is official. This is First Dogs USA. Today, I f- this is written from the point of view of Major. Okay. Today, I found out that the bird's nest outside the West Wing has new tiny baby bird residents. 
Okay. So, like, our, our government puts that out, like, on the internet? There's no way yeah. that this is official. It's from the point of view of Major. Sure. And meanwhile, Major, if real Major was writing this, he'd be like, hey, look at this new thing I get to chomp on as soon as I reach it. Mm-hmm. Brett, yeah. do we have a guest in the... Is yeah, we, we got two more people in? in the waiting room waiting to join. You want, want no to bring them in? No offense to you, Joe. Just I'm getting texts somebody saying or, suddenly... Yeah, get them in the mix or cancel me or... or Hang, hang out, cancel Joe. me. Like, cancel me. Oh, gosh. He, what kind of cancel are we talking about? Uh, that, yeah, I missed them. Please don't, folks. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to pitch a podcast called Cancel Me. Cancel me. Oh, yeah, bring him in. Do you want me to leave? No, like, no, I hang out. Hang out. We're going to bring in some other hang people. Out, hang out, Joe. I don't really know out. the bit. We'll, Let's we'll spin out. that double threat roulette wheel once again. A two for one. Make that three for one spin because we've got Julie's best friends, Nate and John, and very funny comedian, one of the best, Mary Houlihan, joining the show right now. Oh, my God. Hi. Oh, Mary. Look Hi. at these hats. Okay, so we have three guests. It's Mary Houlihan, John Haven, and Nate Harris. And Nate, you're wearing the same kind of hat as Mary. Look at that. Wow. Salt Lake City. Wow. Hi, Mary. Hi. Nate, is there like, there's a beekeeper net in front of your. <laughs> Look at that. I don't know if that's exactly going to fend off uh, COVID, but it's worth trying. Uh, yeah, this is my COVID mask. It's a designer mask, you know, the mesh oh. ones. Yeah, that's like, like when Lana Del Rey had that mesh mask she wore to the Barnes and Noble. <laughs> At the Grove. All the rhinestones fell off. Yeah, and you're just Thank like, God. yeah, I don't know if that's going to do anything <laughs> when it comes to a virus. You look nice in it. Well, your face is not going to get bit by any bugs. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish, I wish I had a net on mine. Do you have bug issues at your house, Mary? Well, I'm I'm in the country right now. I'm on a country rocking wow. chair. Adirondack chair. There's, there. there's, yeah, there's nice. the other country oh, rocking hey, chair. Hey. So, you know, I'm really benefiting from the shade, but you know, the bugs could have at me. And who's that who's that sitting on your lap, Mary? <laughs> this is the folks. Is that happy? <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god. Oh my gosh. Come on. Yeah, it's a little dog on my oh. Oh my god. Look at this. Look at this. Oh. Look at this. Now what kind of dog is what kind of dog is that? Uh what kind how's it who's what what what's what are the breeds of everybody's dogs? We think our dog is Jack Wawa, which is a Jack Russell and a Chihuahua, but he was a stray. He was okay. a stray, so we don't really know. Sure. You get that DNA test. But it's fun to just say Jack Wawa. Yeah. Mine is a fox wawa. <laughs> <laughs> and what was Happy's original name? Horsey. Horsey. <laughs> and you you upgraded to Happy. I think that was a yeah. that was a solid move. Yeah. I like the, the name, name was Horsey, Horsey but... like the official iced tea of the Davis family. What? Are you talking about? I thought it was like like when someone gives you a horsey ride. Mm-hmm. And then Horsey. Oh, I thought you said 4C. You oh, know, I used to. That was the, the IC that came in a can and it had more sugar than like 12 Cokes. Yeah, it was the official IC of the Davis family. Do you remember that commercial? Which Davis Where it was just family? people's hands. You could just hear them talking and like fiddling with their hands. It was like Brett, a family. Brett, will you find that ad? Yeah, please? sure. I also got to say, like- uh, uh, Joe's got a dog too. Uh, you got to ask Joe about his dog as well. Uh, that was really special. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was so nice. I do. I have a beautiful pit bull. Her name's Polly. Aww. She's like, 
She's like under my table, and I'm at like a come on, show computer. it. I know, Polly, come here. Show the dog. Show the dog. Show the dog. Show the dog. She's real. She's right here. Wake her up. <laughs> Along came Polly. Polly. Oh! <laughs> Here, She's the best. Oh. 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 Who let the dogs out? Joe. Joe. Yeah. Joe. Joe. Yeah. Right, just look. Look at how sweet that dog is. That's oh. a great dog. Oh my, oh my god! Goodness. What a sweetie. Yeah. Good anyway, I really appreciate that. That's Polly. Um, yeah. She's she's my she's kind of my whole thing. Polly Big Walnuts. Fan. You ever call yeah. her Polly Polly Walnuts? You ever call her that? Uh, yeah. You do not. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Absolutely. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a go-to nickname. Mary, I saw your mall video and I thought it was really good and funny. Oh yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I was just gonna say, Joe. The last time I saw you, I didn't even have happy. I was a completely different person. You were unhappy. Uh, uh, I was unhappy. I wasn't in the country at all. Oh, that's great. Where are you, Jersey? New York? I'm in Jersey. Nice. Right on. I'm <laughs> yeah, in Philly. So represent. Mary, are oh, you yeah. a country are you a country mouse now? I'm a country mouse now. John so and, is happy. John and Nate are country mice. They're country mm. bears now. Isn't it you something know, we... to think, Mary, that Happy was mm. out there and was waiting for <laughs> you to find him? Yeah. And now you found him. He likes me so much. Does he still smoke? Oh. Yes. What? He smokes half a pack a day. Wow. He's down yeah. to half a pack. He's down to half a pack. I have a question. He what does is that thing yeah. before he opens a new pack? He, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a- like, does that even do anything? Yeah, and pack like, some mind your business. <laughs> I used to do that. Why do people do that? But what's it do? It was, it packs the tobacco, like you get a, you're supposed to pack slower. it in. It's like when you're tamping, it's espresso. It like packs it in. But also oh. you got a better like hit when you lit it. Okay. Maybe. I think it's just also just feels really good it's and it's fun. just fun to do. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Smoking is fun. Let's just put it out there. Yeah. It's so fun. And yeah. kids, if you're listening for something to do to help you keep your weight down or just keep your hands busy. Sure. Smoking. <laughs> I, I have a question, yeah. actually, because Julie, like, I also, like, unfortunately, like, I, I wish I, you had something to do with your hands or go outside or like, look cool or something when you're talking over, like, a table outside or whatever. But, like, how mm-hmm. many cigarettes is it going to take before I'm, like, a, it's, I'm addicted and it's, like, a problem? Like, 10, 10 packs? De- like, depends on it, if you're a chipper. A chipper. Yeah. Nate Slippery knows about smoke. this. Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell said it. It's a chipper. He said, Malcolm Gladwell said you smoke for 10,000 hours and then (laughs) you are, that's what that's, then you're great at smoking. There are people who can smoke and aren't addicted. That's Nate. That's a chipper. You can do a little bit of heroin and not become a junkie. Okay, well, now we're talking about heroin and this is a different conversation. (laughs) Not not respective to heroin, mind you. Yeah. Okay. Mary's face just lit up. <laughs> yeah, that's like me. <laughs> I'm clear. <laughs> Someone mentioned only doing a smidge of heroin. And just I was a, like, yes. Just a scooch. Just a, a scooch. Chip. Just a chip. <laughs> Sounds so sweet. 
Just a little. Well, t- you know, after a long day at work, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little scooch of heroin. A little <laughs> flour. I love that. You know, because I can't sleep otherwise. No. Right. right. Yeah. Helps you wind yeah, down. Yeah. Like you yeah. drink a cup of tea, and but it just wasn't the same. So just a little. Yeah. Little pinch. I take a I take a pinch, I take a scooch at, you know, six fifty-nine PM and then seven PM it's time for the wheel, baby. And then seven thirty is Jeopardy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm in bed by nine PM. <laughs> is there any weird uh, country sounds out there, Mary? Um, yes, my boyfriend is playing acoustic guitar, so it sounds <laughs> like we're in a movie that takes place in the country. I was just like animals, <laughs> I wasn't thinking your boyfriend. Well, like, you know, you asked me what sounds I'm hearing at the moment, and honey, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. How about like tin can wind chimes? What Anything are you that? talking about? Great question. Great question. <laughs> No, no, there's no chimes. I don't Joe's see like, any. Joe's like, I'm in Philly. Here's some trash. Yeah. yeah, hey, you ever hear yeah. uh you ever hear the sound of like batteries being whipped at a bird feeder? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you hang batteries from your tree. <laughs> you know the sound of a Wawa when it's being yeah. robbed? Yeah. Here's the sound of us throwing beer cans at a car with jersey plates driving away <laughs> and stay out. Is what it well, usually is. Let's see if we can smash well, that back windshield. Oh, I I should keep my voice down for this, but there was an epic neighborhood fight out here the other night. Where oh, it was done. So okay, so there was a party, and then we were inside, and we heard um, like a whole bunch of people taking turns yelling, and they were all taking turns saying, "Eric, stop." <laughs> Eric, it's not <laughs> worth it. Eric, go home. I know, I know, but you have to go home. Wow. And um, then we heard who we assumed was Eric, and he was saying, no, I'm, I'm going to kill that dude and his son. I'm going to kill <laughs> a dude and, and his son. <laughs> so we think Eric lives two doors down. Two doors down. The family that he's going to murder lives across the street from us. <laughs> My God, you'll have to be a, a witness in the trial. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. What a folksy life. <laughs> yeah. That's country for you. Brett, did you find that commercial, that 4C I, commercial? You know, I, I couldn't find it. Maybe I'm spelling it wrong or something. Uh, mm. Couldn't quite find it. Maybe it's been scrubbed from the internet. I don't know. Maybe you what? lost your touch. Mm. 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 It's David's, right? David's, uh, David's, Davis. It's four uh, C, I think. Wasn't that the uh, name of the brand? Country Time is eighty six to Country what Time eighty six. Mm. Was yeah, it John? It. Is it like the Country Croc commercials where they just speak with their hands? Yes, yes, that's what it was oh. all about. It was like eighties hand talking. Brett, if you can't find the, the four C, can you look up with the country croc ones where they're talking? <laughs> with their what, am I, what am I looking for? I'm, I'm so uh, it's clip. the commercials where Tommy Pickles, the cartoon baby, <laughs> okay. his dad, mm-hmm. is narrating how much he loves this margarine. Tommy, Just pe- type that Tommy, into Google. Tommy Pickles, 
No, don't 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 put don't no stop. Don't listen to Mary's. No, don't Mary's Mary's making up. I'm all turned around right now. I don't know what I'm searching for. This is what you Google, Brad. First you Google four C Davis. Four C the number four in the letter C. Yeah. Okay. All right. Four C Davis. Davis family. Davis family. (laughs) Commercial. This is sort of like high octane. Podcasting, content. <laughs> yeah, this is good. This All is right. like cereal. <laughs> this is great. This is you know what? That was my fault. Take it easy. No, it's Joe. not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not no, it's it's his fault. <laughs> it's definitely his fault. That's, that's my kind of chat. Damn it! Am I gonna get replaced? Now that Joe's seen what this is like behind the scenes, I think I'm gonna get replaced. By who? <laughs> By who? Yeah. Who? who you, who's gonna replace you, Brett? Because I'll say this, Brett. There are podcast people in the business and it is a competitive field and you have distinguished yourself as one of the best in the business. And each week we get to work with you. It is an honor. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. He's been been piling it on when he really it's it's like in the South when they say, bless your bless your heart. Mm -hmm. That went went straight to my heart. I'm pumped up now. 4C Davis. This is really important. Um, Looking up the 4C Davis, you know, I think podcast wise, there's serial, you know, where they're figuring (laughs) out a murder. Mm -hmm. And then there's uh, escaping Nexium. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. at the top is the double threat episode where <laughs> they try to figure out if 4C existed. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to say this. You might get a webby. There is a good chance. <laughs> the way things are going, there's a good chance within the next three weeks, someone will get murdered on double threat. <laughs> <laughs> Call the Crypt Keeper. The Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Yeah. Are, the the pieces right. it's like the pieces are coming closer together i'd say at this but, point it's a coin flip that somebody gets murdered on this show and then we will be get all that sweet cereal money brett i mean a couple people are pushing my buttons right now so there i, I have a couple candidates in mind just, just saying yeah. oh i'm Ooh. shaking it Birkenstock. Exactly. Oh crap! I'm a shaking. I'm so scared. You know who should be who should be shaking is a for, former yours. former schlub rescue contestant Max is on Twitter giving me the business every every damn day of the week. So uh, yeah, he needs to. So Max, I'm just saying you've been you, you know you've been warned publicly. Max, I've got a you've line. Been threatened. <laughs> threatened. You've been, you've been single threatened by, by me. Single threat. Yeah. Single. I love threat. the idea of double threat having an episode, you know, that comes out in May 2021 where someone literally gets murdered <laughs> and then all of the following episodes are just like, oh, we talked to that crazy guy from YouTube. <laughs> like, it's just like back to like, <laughs> like fun, silly things. Listen, I have regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Brett, 4C. Guess what, Anything? guys? Boom. Ah! Oh, my goodness. Tell <laughs> yeah, me you got four watches on that arm and not one of them tells the time? It's a look, Dad. A look? A look. Does that explain the war paint around the eyes? It's the latest eyeliner, Dad. So, Michael, when did you get electrocuted? Glamorous, Jerry. My brother, the fashion victim. Me? Come on, you use so much hairspray, they could hold you solely responsible for the hole in the ozone layer. Why do I get the feeling I'm putting the bill for you two to look like a couple of yo-yos? Yeah. Because you are, dear. Where's the dog? This is very stylish. I can see why it stuck with you, John. 4C, the official ice tea of the day. <laughs> 
recently. I feel like there were multiple instances. Like they were talking about different things in every commercial. I so love it. Gorgeous. So it's a commercial where basically it's a, a family outdoors and it's shot through the glass uh, out the, the patio yes, table. beautiful. The camera under the glass and table. In between shots, there, uh, an intern sprayed Windex to get rid of the lines of cocaine that were clearly fueling mm-hmm. the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I have to run to the farmer's market Ooh, okay. now. Well, we're gonna, so I'm, we're going to say goodbye to you before you can say goodbye to us, It's so folksy. I can't bear it. <laughs> I know. t-suits and stuff. Country hooli. Well, the fiddleheads are out. Yeah, are they? Yeah, the John and Nate, when do, your, when do the raspberries appear? Like, oh, sort of uh, after your birthday. So, yeah. like, after July. Mid July, middle of July. Yeah, he was making. He made a raspberry trellis, though. So we were. (gasps) I did built a trellis yesterday. It was really cute. Mm -hmm. And what about a drag? What about a drag name? Raspberry trellis. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I'm into it. That'd be great. (laughs) We could have raspberry trellis on the show, and they can forget who that I'm one of the two hosts of it. Litchfield um, County's preeminent drag queen, Raspberry Tom, Trellis, coming Tom to is live. Mad, Tom is mad that drag queens don't acknowledge that he's the co-host of this show. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, it no. Is a, it is a... Oh, Tom, that sucks. I'm it sorry. is a constant and consistent state of affairs. It is perfectly fine, that, but it is the reality of the show. not perfectly well, He's mad that Bob the drag queen... He doesn't think Bob the drag queen knows They had some this. moments. I can vouch. They, they think there's moments. two... Why don't you... They um, think there's they think it's do? Julie's show and that there's two engineers <laughs> working it. Would you, Tom, would you do the podcast in drag ever? No, I would not. That would be uh, oh, that would be disrespectful to the Damn to the art form and to the lifestyle. Well, speaking uh, of the just, art form of drag, we just had a we've just had a couple new drag queens join a Forever Dog podcast network, isn't that right, Joe? I think so. Uh, not oh, now, yes, not now, not now. We have no. our guests. Here, there's no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. No, it's not fine. Oh, no, no, that that's yeah, that's not fine. It's rude plugging the show. John and Nate are here, they are my best friends. Well, they might like to hear about these new podcasts. I don't know. I mean, maybe they'd be of interest. Tell me about it. Yeah, great. I'd love to. We're drag queen aficionados. Yeah, yeah, so. Race Chaser. Well, if you love Race Chaser, you're going to love High Jinx with Jinx Monsoon, which which just joined oh, the network. Okay. Uh, uh, first episode already out, uh, coming out every Wednesday. Ooh, uh, very nice. And we also had Shea Coulee join the network, oh, uh, doing a America's Next Top Model recap list. show, deep dive into the world of that show. Check now, it out. Joe and Brett, how did the two of you manage to corner the market on Drag Queen podcast? Because would you agree that that's like a strange... Occur, like you didn't you didn't set out to it's a strange match is that fair to say unexpected uh, i mean when you look at us and talk to us for sure but when you know <laughs> the history of us less but really we didn't do a gosh darn thing willem and alaska are the are the center of that universe and we just love partnering with them and building out their podcast with them and they bring on the mm-hmm. talent and we just now, do the podcast stuff. Yeah. Now, yeah. how many dick pics are in your email accounts? Just it was actually right- daily or uh, like in per, general per day. Uh, I mean, at yeah. least like I'd say like two to three per day. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Lucky. 
there's a there's an email address that's for the show. <laughs> it's part of the program, Race Chaser Pod, but no one except Willem in Alaska and like me are like legally allowed to go in there because it's a whole thing. It's like a it's problem. Oh, no, there's whole pics too. It's a yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. So there's no wallpaper coming out anytime soon of Race Chaser dick pics. Uh, Ooh, that's, that's a, a hell of an idea. Yeah. You see, Brett, Brett lit up for the first time this whole this whole show. We could do wallpaper. We could do, we could do uh, we could do wrapping paper for presents. You know, there's a whole whole line of things there oh, yes. that would really I work. Would use that yeah. wrapping paper. Yeah. Merchandising, merchandising. I could ask Jerry from T Public if they're doing wrapping paper. If he answers my emails. Yeah. Well, that ship might have sailed, Brett. Um. All right, boys. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Thank Bye. you for coming Bye. on the show. Joe, thanks for, nice so much for coming on. Bye. John, th- thanks so much Thank for coming you, on, guys. Joe. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. Look, I think the takeaway is that we have, like, five friends each, and that's fine. That's Because that's, that's all you need. That's more than most people need or have. Or It's true. We've got a lot. Well, uh, I would say you got six because we got one more that just joined the waiting room. Oh. How about that? Who's this going to be? All right. I'm giving the double threat roulette wheel one last spin for today. And lo and behold, what an honor. It's New Yorker writer and Julie's lifelong pal, Sarah Larson. Sarah Larson! Hi! How are you? Oh, my God! What's cooking? Hi, Sarah. Thank you for calling in. This was an experiment to see how many of our friends would write us back and join us last minute. How's it working? Uh, it is Pretty good. Good. Not good now that you're here. Hey, it's good to be here. Sarah, tell us everything about your day so far. Let me tell you. So, you know, when it's a beautiful day here in New York and you're a hermit, like sometimes you and I can be. Yes. And you think I really should get outside. Although you've been in my neighborhood a lot lately. I miss the East Village. So I'm moving back. I decided a year and a half of my lease runs out. I'm coming back. I'm coming back with a vengeance. You're going to need to move your apartment intact because it's so beautifully designed, well, so you're well, gonna have to. We'll cross that bridge. But we had we had Lady Bunny and Ann Magnuson on a few weeks ago, and they were talking about the East Village. And I remember I was like, "That's it, that's it. I have to come. I have to come back." But I come and visit you anytime I get a ch- anytime I can get out of my apartment, which is always out, quite fun. And I never hang out at the dog park unless I'm with you. So, <laughs> oh, there's Last Jimmy. Thing. Where's Jimmy? Oh, is he making noise? Yeah, Jimmy? <laughs> he wants attention but so i went out today and so much weird shit was going on it was just like at Tompkins square park you just everywhere i i was doing this project where for various reasons i'm trying to like surreptitiously like eavesdrop on people and observe funny things happening and like i feel like when i'm not trying to do that it's happening around me constantly and when i am like now it just got so weird. I felt like I was following, I kept, I was following like bros around cause they were saying loud things. I was like, this ought to be good, you know? And I just, I ended up like witnessing the aftermath of a crime. <laughs> what crime? <laughs> just some sort of mild supermarket burglary, I think. But like 
this woman in a wheelchair got crashed into then she she was like this old artsy east village type lady and then like she and her friends started yelling at the guys who owned the supermarket and being like hey motherfucker and then those (laughs) women got banned from the supermarket is this key food on avenue a yes Oh, I feel like everyone's been banned from key food on Avenue Way. Like everything was just getting worse and more like bad vibey. When you say a mild burglary, are we talking about like just how much they shoplifted? I don't know. It was just like guys were running out of the store and people were chasing them. So I don't know what happened, but fabulous. (laughs) Also, everyone was feeding the pigeons. It was just like swarms of pigeons everywhere. And all these interesting looking people who otherwise seemed cool were just feeding tons of pigeons and pigeons Mm -hmm. were like swooping all over the place. It was just like everything was weird out there today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As the great Cindy Adams would say. <laughs> Only in New York, kids. <laughs> Only in New York. <laughs> Last time I went to that Key Foods, they had these cupcakes, like hostess cupcakes, and they were like unicorn cupcakes. And I remember thinking like, is there a problem branding cupcakes that they're not appealing enough to girls? <laughs> well, that is the thing. They're really cupcakes became like a boy thing and they're really trying to just get uh, camouflage cupcakes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. They're trying Girl to cakes. say it's like, look, these days it's different. <laughs> girls eat cupcakes too. You got to realize it's not just for boys anymore. <laughs> cupcakes are for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy when things get branded uh, gender wise? When you think about the video game world, that that was like that all all children. It was aimed at all children, but then there was a decision that I believe it came down to like toy stores needed to put video games either for the boys section or the girls section, and they chose the boys section. And then from that moment on, it became this such a divisive culturally divided thing that was never supposed to be a business decision made it a gender thing. Yeah. And then it became, and then all of a sudden it's Gamergate. Yeah. Gamergate, yes, then QAnon, then Trump. But that's the most unnatural thing that was just, just a business play. And think of all the ugliness it created. You mean like Ms. Pac-Man? I love Ms. Pac-Man. I played Ms. Pac-Man recently, and mm-hmm. I remember thinking this is about a woman walking home at night because every time you get into an alley, you get into a corner, and thank God, if you can get to the corner in time, you pick up a gun, and then all of a sudden you could chase the people mm-hmm. that followed you into the corner. Sure. But the, but the more you play Ms. Pac-Man, the more street savvy you are because you know, oh, if I take a right here, then I'm going to end up on the left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can budge um, out this way and show up that other way. Yeah. It's but then on the other hand, you have these like studio executives that are like, well, we need romance. And they're like, well, we'll put him in the interstitial. She'll meet a boyfriend or something in between the story. We'll give her like a B plot. Oh, you know what I also watched last week? In addition to Sarah, I've been like catching up on movies that I haven't like I guess tell me everything because I'm behind on 
cool. I saw Cool Hand Luke. I saw McCabe and Mrs. Miller, and then I rewatched Blue Velvet, which I love. I love mm-hmm. Blue Velvet. God, I because, haven't watched um, that in so long. Oh, it's great. It's, so, because Tom and I were talking about Frank Booth a lot on the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Dennis Hopper's character. <laughs> Dennis Hopper in that is so committed. My goodness. Yeah. Still freaked out by him. See, I know that I should be, but I also just think it's, I don't know. I mean, if look, if I were in real life with that character, of course, I'd be terrified. But there's just something about like, I don't know when he's just like, let's fuck. Because <laughs> 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 he doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean the actual act of love making. He just, he ran out of words a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> When they were making that movie, Julie, here's a yeah. fun factoid. Um, in, in the in the script, it called for uh, helium, and I swear, <laughs> no, I swear, I listened to Dennis Hopper's. Uh, I, I, that was just, I, there was an interview with him where he was talking about, it and he knew more about. Den- David Lynch did not know enough about just drugs and abusing substances and things so he wrote it as helium and then uh dennis <laughs> hopper is the like, one if who i said, may add my two yeah. cents i might know a little more about yes that exactly but he really did i mean tr- that is i'm not joking That's that is like a imagine great. if he was Thank just you, doing helium the whole time it would be, it, but you know what though, Sarah, it would be like weirder in like a David Lynch way. Like mm-hmm. when they start speaking backwards, <laughs> like you rewind it, Brett. Let's fuck! I'll fuck anything that moves! <laughs> Um, I, if we, if they were going to redo Blue Velvet, which they shouldn't, which they shan't, which they won't. No, no, they're redoing it. Didn't you they hear? They are not! <laughs> Do you know who's playing Frank Booth? Who? Josh Gad. As <laughs> <laughs> Olaf? Olaf is back. Yeah. Um, so you're saying they, if they were to remake it, which they're not going to, which they, but they are. that scene where they take Kyle MacLachlan into the field mm-hmm. and threaten him, and there's like a woman that just like goes on the roof of the car and just starts dancing? Mm-hmm. I want to be her. That's the role I want. Well, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you on the short list. I'll tell Josh about that because I've been <laughs> workshopping with him. Did you ever see Dennis Hopper's Nike commercials, Julie? No. Or Sarah or Brett? Do you, Brett, do you remember these? No. I'm pulling. They are up some now, of though. the greatest commercials you've ever. Oh seen. yeah. Oh, yeah. I do actually remember these. All right, I'm pulling them. It up is now. like you cannot believe that this was like an ad campaign that was like that produced. And aired in the 90s. Yeah, I thought you were kidding until we arrived on. No. Oh, get ready. Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin. They have ESP, man. I've seen them on the field like cosmic twins. ESP. It's a special message for Michael and Troy. Blinked yet? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. What is that? He's playing basically a disgraced football referee <laughs> who is he's wearing a football referee uni underneath a trench coat. 
<laughs> Who directed these? Uh, a tab of MDMA? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, it was. Uh, there was a pile of drugs that got hit by lightning and became <laughs> sentient and then got actually established in the advertising world and wrote and directed these commercials. All right. I got to go. I'm really hungry. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. No, this has been a great show. This has been fun. It's been great. We've we had learned. so many great friends roll through and talk to us and visit, and we appreciate everybody who jumped on and participated in today's uh, seat of the pants style episode. And Sarah, thank you for calling and you're the best. Thanks for having me. I, I wish I'll I'd been a little more hilarious, but uh, no. you guys are terrific as is your show. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks Sarah. Awesome, guys. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. You know who my big get for the show was that didn't come on? Hmm. Seal. That seal that farts? No, seal. <laughs> Though we're never going to survive unless we get a little crazy. He wouldn't do it. All right. Well, seriously, thank, thank you, you so guys much, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.